Hello everyone, this is Robert Aldana with the My Scouts Valley Facebook page. Welcome to a uh, very special, I think a super important edition of our program, also our podcast. And today we're going to be talking about, obviously, what's going on today, a big topic, which is the coronavirus. Uh, so grateful and thankful to have these special guests with me here today. Obviously, to my far right, I have Derek Tim, City Councilman. How are you doing, Derek? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Hey, thank you for uh, arranging these amazing people and individuals yeah, that are absolutely. going to be talking with us here today. Such timely information. We also have Mimi Hall, who is the director for the Health Services Agency of Santa Cruz County, right? Great. And then we have Ani Sani, who is a doctor with urgent care with Palo Alto Medical Foundation. Thank you for making it here today. Um, big topic. Everybody knows. Everyone's talking about it. So I think it's great that uh, we have an opportunity to talk to some you know experts that are going to give us a lot of sound information and advice and and hopefully uh, steer some of the panic into just being a little more informed. Because I think what's happening right now, there's everybody's stressed out and people are, uh, some people are thinking, oh my gosh, this is the end of days. And it's not. It's one of those things where, you know, we all have to be informed of the process. And I said this before to the three of you, and that is, I think that the moment that everybody starts taking it seriously, not of fear, but just taking it seriously, the moment that everybody jumps on board and everybody's all in is the moment that everyone's going to start healing, correct? So Derek, uh, on a city standpoint, um, we're, we're gonna cover several things. Uh, what we will cover today is the COVID virus, what it is and what the symptoms and treatments are. So you wanna just touch base on that a little bit, what that is? Sure, be happy to. So. First of all, what is coronavirus? Um, coronavirus is a virus um, that causes a severe respiratory syndrome. Um, the actual disease is called COVID-19. The virus is, <clears throat> excuse me, SARS-CoV-2. Um, did I say that correctly? Yeah, SARS-CoV-2. And um, so it's a virus that causes a respiratory syndrome. Um, symptoms are gonna be fever, cough, and shortness of breath. Um, it's going to happen commonly in the community, and we'll talk about that. Um, what we need to distinguish between symptoms uh, are what are the symptoms that are important to actually mm -hmm. get seen for, and I think that's where we're going to have some clarifications today Absolutely. about that, um, that it is going to be very common, and uh, there are going to be a lot of people with fever, mm -hmm. cough, um, and even shortness of breath, but who are the people that actually need to come in and be right. seen, and uh, what are the what are the groups that are more um, worrisome, and what are the symptoms that are more worrisome? Okay, excellent. So, what are the symptoms? You know, we have the normal cough that people have. the The flu season. We're in the flu season. A lot of them are similar to an average flu, right? They are. How can you tell when the symptoms are? different or how what would tell you hey i gotta go speak to a doctor about this so do you mind if i answer that so one of the things that we're trying to do is um we from a public health standpoint we have moved from trying to contain this disease to try to mitigate it so we already know it's on our community we don't need to do further testing to understand right. its presence and um, I encourage the public to not worry too much about the difference between COVID-19, the common cold, or do I have the flu. If you're sick and you have mild to moderate symptoms and you can recover at home, please do that. Don't come in. If you really need medical attention, then you can please call your doctor ahead of time, let them know what's going, and okay. or you may be advised to go to the emergency room. But 
if you're sick with what you've been sick with a lot in um, through the years through the years then stay home and take care of yourself okay and what is there any specific and you know so what you're saying is if you know we all have had our flus through the years what would be different about that flu that would cause me to say I have to go see the doctor what would that be I, I think that anytime you have any kind of illness, and please chime in yes. if you'd like, anytime you have any illness, regardless of what it is, and you're experiencing symptoms that cause you distress, shortness of breath, um, can't, any of those kinds of things, gotcha. you go in. I, I think it's really important for us to not emphasize, is this COVID or is it something else? We want all people who are experiencing serious illness to come in and be seen. But I think the important thing to note why is COVID-19 different to our community than the regular flu is it's very different from influenza. For one thing, it's novel. It's called novel coronavirus. Okay. So that means nobody has immunity to it. So we're all more vulnerable to mm -hmm. if we're exposed. The other thing is there's currently no vaccine for it, which for the flu, we have vaccines to help protect people. And we've implemented something called social distancing, and mm -hmm. we are asking everybody to follow. So many of you know that our children's schools have been canceled. Mm -hmm. If you have children that go to public school, but private schools have been canceled as well. And because of the novelness of this right. virus entering our community, what we're trying to do right now is protect the people most vulnerable. And those are people who are older, maybe mm -hmm. over 50, more mm -hmm. so over 60. What 70. do you mean over 50? I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> what do you mean older? No, I get the it. The CDC says 60. Um, but it, it gets increasingly yes, older as absolutely. you get older with the greatest risk for those over 80 years old. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do right now is keep the overall incidence of this mm -hmm. disease low in our whole community because the fewer people that have this, the more that we delay um, more of our older, more vulnerable folks uh, right. from getting this. So there's also, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Not at all. Um, can I just add something? Absolutely. I, so I just want to, um, some parts of that for me as, as a provider are extremely important. And those are, I think it's, again, just to repeat, it's so important to not worry about what you have. Um, if you have any cold or flu-like symptoms, we just need to assume it's coronavirus and we need to treat it. Um, in a very calm way and what we would do normally if you had a cold would be stay home and the, the symptoms that we're looking for for people to come in are going to be those very severe symptoms that actually need medical attention so mm -hmm. again those are going to be shortness of breath difficulty breathing chest pain um, extreme lethargy um, um, looking as if you are not getting enough oxygen, your face is turning blue, your lips are turning blue, um, things that are actually going to require some medical attention versus um, do I need to come in just to figure out if I have it? No, that's not, not what we're looking for. We're looking for people who have emergency symptoms um, and maybe are in higher risk groups um, with symptoms. And those risk groups would be elderly, people with um, underlying medical conditions like lung disease, heart disease, mm -hmm. uh, diabetes, immunocompromised, yeah. etc. So we have to be really careful about being calm um, and coming in only if we actually need some medical help. Excellent. Excellent information. Um, treatments right now, I'm, I'm going to follow the guideline because you set an excellent guideline for me, Derek. Thank yeah. you very much. You want to talk a little bit about what some of the treatments are that they're doing when people are coming in? 
Oh, um, so we can both talk about that one. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's important to note that we don't have a, a specific treatment available um, for coronavirus that's available to the general community. Um, it, we don't actually, there's not really a treatment. Um, so we're, again, we're gonna treat this um, with supportive care, with um, treating it the same way, again, you would with cold. So you're gonna, what do you do when you have a cold? You, right. you go home, you rest, um, you um, take ibuprofen, you take care of yourself, you drink lots of fluids, you stay away from other people um, so that you don't infect other people in your family. So even within a home, you might decide to sleep in a different room, you might um, decide to use a, a different bathroom if you can. Um, you really wanna do all the things that you would normally do if you had a cold and you're trying to avoid um, your partner or your kids from getting in the cold, what are the things you would do? Those are the same types of things that you would follow. Mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna restrict your activities, um, you're going to um, just avoid getting other people mm -hmm. ill, and so you're gonna have to use some common sense again, just just how you would with a cold, but we're gonna be a little bit more um, strict about this one. Gotcha. Maybe a little more strict. So there's a word that I haven't heard ever until just a couple days ago, and that's social distancing. What is social distancing, and why is it important? So um, we actually updated our social distancing guidelines today. Okay. And social distancing is just a method of keeping people from interacting mm -hmm. um, so, because this virus needs people. To, it, it, you know, yes. it, it won't just jump from person to person. And it's theorized that it's spread by respiratory droplets, so coughs and sneezes or coughing into your hand and touching a commonly touched surface. So the more people mm -hmm. that refrain from interacting with each other, mm -hmm. especially in a close um, kind of environment, uh, the better because right. we will prevent transmission. So that's what social distancing is. Okay. And there are many, many different degrees of social distancing. One of the main things mm -hmm. that I wanna talk about mm -hmm. right now is there seems to be a lot of fear in our community because the state, um, many communities and other states have implemented some really aggressive social distancing guidelines. Right. And it's not because it's so dangerous to every person who is exposed. The vast majority of us are going to not feel well for a few days. We might get a fever, have some aches and pains, mm -hmm. and we have to stay home. Again, we're trying to protect our older citizens yes. and those with underlying health conditions. Um, so recently, many of you may have heard that all the public schools are closing. Right. And for now, it's through next week. And we have worked with the public schools to ensure that they're not closed, mm -hmm. actually. It's just student dismissal. So staff are still coming to work. Nutrition services are still happening. and. Um, for the most part, every school district's handling it a little bit differently, but for the most part, if you're on a free and reduced lunch program, you can go get your meal and take it to go. We're not having congregate That's lunch. That's great information. Yeah. So our health officer met with all of the district superintendents in the County Office of Education. She was adamant that important social services and nutrition services continue. That's brilliant. That like I'm getting tingles because that's yeah. brilliant. Um, that's been a big conversation um, for the past 24 hours. People are talking about what about the kids who are relying on a meal from the school? So the uh, the county and is this all the schools within the county all are still going to be providing the, um, the nutrition that they provide every single day? You're just there's just not going to be 
you know, at school, right? I mean, but they'll come to the school to pick it up, I would imagine. Yeah. Is that correct? And there may be, that's correct. And mm -hmm. there may be some, some are even delivering them to homes. Oh, that's So it's fantastic. the capacity of each school district and each school site. That's um, wonderful. What we're really trying to do is just reduce the amount of kids that all come together at one time. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean they can't be together, but if you have small groups together for social services or other uh -huh. things, it's totally fine. We're, we're just trying to get as much distancing and as little interaction as we can across the whole community. Hey, can I touch base on Please. why? Because I think one of the things that, that we need to understand as a community, um, if your kids get this, um, they're probably going to be just fine. 99.99% yeah. of the kids are going to be just fine. It's those that are vulnerable that are not and, and, the, and the people that they're around. So if you, if you go home and you pass this on to your grandparent or someone else in your household or a neighbor who's elderly, um, those are the people that are at risk. And so parents need to understand the goal of the schools right now um, as they're dismissing classes, this isn't you know an extra extended spring break. This is a chance for families to keep their kids um, at home and uh, practice that social distancing together as a family. Mm -hmm. So you're not spreading it around. I mean, that's the goal right now. We don't, what the danger I think I understand is, is if um, this continues to spread quickly, will overwhelm our healthcare system. That's correct. And so what we want is for fewer people to catch this over at a time. So uh, over a period of time, there are a few people in our community who are sick at once. Because mm -hmm. if everyone gets sick at once, that's when we have a big issue. So I want to note that our healthcare system already, mm -hmm. before coronavirus came, was overwhelmed. Right. You know, we have provider shortages right. in many areas of the county, and it's flu season. Uh -huh. And so every flu season, we have um, clinical and support mm -hmm. staff who are out because of their own illness or right. taking care of a family member. So we're still in the midst of flu season, and um, it's even more important to not overtax the healthcare system, and that's why we're doing this. Right. Yeah, because we had, I'm sorry, you could drop no, but we had, um, I had mentioned on the My Scott's Failure Facebook page that we we're going to have some special guests here today. And a couple people were asking, like, can I throw out a couple of questions, you know, things that we're worried about. And one of the comments was, and kind of to piggyback what you were just talking about, Derek, and that's that there's a couple people saying that the kids are all congregating, hanging out at the park and doing other things. And you just nailed it when you said this is not a spring break or spring vacation. Right. It's a great time for you to just like, hey, tell your kids, hey, you know what? You guys can text. If you really need to talk that bad, just text. And I kind of get the feeling that most kids know what texting is, right? So so they just got to text or call on the phone. But I think what's great about that is take this time to um, bring your kids in, disinfect different things that you need to disinfect, and the social distancing will create a lot of uh, strength towards the curbing of the spread of the virus. And if I could add, um, you know, I've got two teenage kids at home who are both uh, uh, grappling with this themselves. They're like, you know, we want to hang out with their friends. We've got a daughter that's got a birthday in a couple weeks, had to inform her, well, we're not we're not throwing a big party this mm -hmm. time. It doesn't mean your, your kids can't see, uh, you know, a friend or two, uh, but they need to practice the ritual of washing their hands. And they need to practice the ritual of not touching every surface and, and then not going down to hang out at necessarily uh, a, a cafe where they're going to spread yes. things along. So, you know, it's that practice and just continuing to, to, to wash your hands. Yes. Uh, use sanitizer if you have it available. And if you've got rubbing alcohol at home, you can mix that with a little aloe vera gel and you have your own sanitizer. You probably have it in your cabinet. So it's easy to make. Um, and washing your hands, can't, 20, 20 seconds is the recommended time, just underwater washing your hands. And mm -hmm. those sort of things will prevent, just like you would with the spread of a cold 
or spread of the flu, those are the recommended steps, correct? correct. So a lot, of, a lot of people have the little um, squeezy lotions where you wash your hands, uh, pure all, very different ones. And some people are saying they're not as effective washing your hands, but there's times when it's not easy to wash your hands at the moment. Do you still think those are somewhat effective? Absolutely. Um, washing your hands is still number one. Right. Um, and you wash your hands for 20 seconds or greater, which is a long time if you mm -hmm. think about it. If you're one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, that's a long time, right? right? Um, but that's what we want. I is... take like three seconds shower, so. Yeah. And then we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> notice. So I don't <laughs> <We> notice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, the, the 20 second rule. Yes. Um, if the, it's better to wash your hands um, if soap and water is not available. Right. Then you can use a hand sanitizer. The hand sanitizer should have 60% alcohol. Okay. Which I think most. At least 60%, right? Okay. Excellent. What is our, what's our city, Scotts Valley, Derek? How are they addressing the situation here in our town? We just had Tina Friend that was here for a few mm -hmm. minutes and we were chatting a little bit about how they're gonna be power washing um, the playgrounds. Awesome idea, thank you, great idea. Other than that, what's the city doing to address this? So um, everyone should know that uh, our city, along with our county officials, our school district officials are all working together in concert to address this. So. Um, the county uh, health director is actually kind of leading the charge on this, and the rest of us are following in step. So people should know that um, we're working together with each of our departments to make sure that emergency response is there for you if you need it. Uh, we're making sure that you have uh, government officials that are there to provide the services you'll need when you need them. Mm -hmm. And so you can have a peace of mind mm -hmm. that our, our, our government has that in place locally mm -hmm. and, and is, is working right now to try to um, not only help help everyone understand that, well, this, this outbreak's occurring, but we as a government are doing what's best for the community as a whole. And that's the social distancing and working on the guidelines with our schools. Uh, last night I was on a conversation uh, between our city manager um, and our school district officials, and, and we're working in concert to make sure we both know uh, what each is doing and what, what every, you know, and, and I think you were in a meeting all day with all the superintendents, and so, the health um, officer was. The health yeah. officer was, yeah. So And, and so we're working together um, uh, in, a, in a fashion to make sure that, you know, our police are, are okay. And so we have that question around first responders, okay? Oh, that's a great question. That was actually a question that was sent to me, like, in a private message from an actual first responder mm -hmm. that was worried about their job. So how are you addressing that with the actual first responders who are out there touching people every day? So, so we as a city, along mm -hmm. with other cities in our county, have implemented kind of chain of command. So we make sure there's always someone available. Mm -hmm. And we also are doing the social distancing within our departments. Right. And we're doing extra cleaning on surfaces. So you're gonna see uh, wipes being taken down on, on all the, the surfaces within the city. Um, and it's it's just that, that extra precaution. So, you know, we're treating it like a double flu season, let's right. say. Okay. And, so, and so as a city, um, we've come up with a whole list of things about disinfecting all those high touch surfaces. Um, and we've increased janitorial services. And we're also doing some things locally, like we're, we're gonna reduce, uh, like for instance, our senior center. Mm -hmm. um, we're providing just the meal services there, but we're shutting down the programs because that's our, yes. that's our population that's at high risk. We're talking with our library about how, to, how are we going to um, address you know, kids yes. coming in and, in mass groups. And so we're shutting down the sort of things where you're gonna have more, um, you know, more hands and more interactions. Right. And so you're gonna see that. And every day, this is a fluid situation. Right? So we're working on, on what's best for the community at large and we're, we're doing it in concert. And I think that's something everyone needs to understand.
you want to add anything to that on a kind of level? Um, I think one of the most important things to note is that each one of us, every individual, mm -hmm. every family, every business needs to take actions to be yes. prepared for themselves. So um, we've had our phones are ringing off the hook in our departmental mm -hmm. operations center because mm -hmm. people are calling to say, what should I do about this? And I don't, it, it, asking questions where the answers are widely available. Right. And I think it's mainly because people are scared and they want yeah. someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. But the more, um, I don't know if you're going to like this answer, but I give this answer. Don't rely on government to do everything for you. Just like you would prepare for a fire or an earthquake or no, anything. I like that answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know I was going to ask you to help me out with a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll help you move. Yeah. And, Thank um, you. and so government has its role. And right. uh, the role of the Absolutely. county public health department is not to step in and assist every health facility, every family, every organization with preparedness. But what we do is mm -hmm. we disseminate the best information that we have, knowing what we're experiencing in our community. So when you go to our website, and um, if you want to go straight to our coronavirus mm -hmm. website, it's www.santacruzhealth.org slash coronavirus. Okay, we're going to put a link. See right here? There you go. You just saw the link okay. come up. There's a link. It's like magic. You can't see it, yeah. but they can see it out there. So there's a link here, and we're also going to put the links for these websites on the actual post. So you can click right on them. And people That's can right. text that too, yeah, right? People can text, uh, text the word COVID-19, C-O-V-I-D-1-9, okay. to 211-211, and you will get all of that information and links to it. So, and, yes, fantastic. and you can put in your zip code, and you can get information specific to where you live. It's ingenious, ingenious. Um, anxiety going on right mm -hmm. now. A so lot much. of it. Two different types of anxiety. The anxiety of what's going to happen if my kids get it or I get it or my grandparents get it or my parents get it. And then there's the anxiety of the obvious and the inevitable few people getting the virus. How are you addressing or what suggestions would you make towards both parties? And I also want to add there's the anxiety of the unknown um, yes. of poor information, which is what mm -hmm. we're trying to fix. Um, uh, just, I, I would just like to say uh, mental health is so important yes. um, and just be aware that there is, you know, a true um, mental health crisis with being socially isolated and you just have to be kind to yourself, um, kind to others, realize that it's going to bring out maybe the worst in some of us. Um, we, we just have to take a deep breath. We have to find um, sources that are accurate, which, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to, yes. which is what we're trying to do. Um, we can't believe everything we read online um, a lot. We, we can't, um, we can't get overly stressed out. We have to stay calm for our kids. Mm -hmm. um, we have to explain to them, why are we doing this? If, if kids are not that affected, um, then why are the schools closed? And why right. are we all having to do this? And why can't we go to a basketball game? And, why are we, you know, again, and I think we have to really explain, you know, all explain to ourselves too, but explain to everybody why are we doing this? And I'm sure, have you seen the flatten the curve yes, thing? Yes, the so graph, yes. Why, it, it, it's a really simple, I um, I recommend everyone just kind of uh, look up flatten the curve. Mm -hmm. um, it, it It's so simple, but it what it tells us is that if we all as a community mm -hmm. can just stay calm and do these things to avoid such fast spread, 
what we are doing is we are changing that bell curve. So we've yeah. got two bell curves, and one is a very fast, narrow, um, tall bell curve that's very dangerous, mm -hmm. and that's a very fast spread over a very short amount of time. Um, and so we just need to, the reason we need to avoid that is um, something I really um, appreciate about avoiding that is that it's going to help us in healthcare um, take care of people. Yes. And so we're not going to get overwhelmed with so many sick people at once. Maybe at the end of the day, the same amount of people will be sick in yeah. the long run, but it'll be a lot flatter and easier to take care of in waves. Um, and it'll, it's going to be manageable, and it's going to overall lead to less deaths. So again, um, going back to that mental health piece, right. we need to just we need to realize why we're doing it, um, and and really be educated about why we're doing it. That's number one. So education mm -hmm. is going to be so helpful to help us decrease stress. Mm -hmm. um, and then we need to be aware that stress is normal and natural, and right. we can't beat ourselves up over being stressed. We have to. Um, we have to accept it and we have to reach out to others and we have to be more loving towards everybody and try to support each other in many different ways, not hoard things and give, you know, share with our neighbors and share with those people who can't um, get supplies and so on. I mean, there's so many, yeah. there's so many things that we can do. Um, uh, kindness, yeah. kindness to others. Um, I, I know we had talked about this earlier, so maybe you guys can add to that, that piece. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is mm -hmm. stigma, because what we right. have been finding Great. is that um, there is stigma against people. This disease is not associated. You don't have a higher vulnerability because of your ethnicity, because you have traveled recently, because you live in a certain community or mm -hmm. go to a certain school. Mm -hmm. We're assuming we have community spread, so yeah. everybody is at risk. Mm -hmm. And um, no one is more susceptible because of Though, because of ethnicity or those right. kinds of factors. So just as Dr. Sani said, be kind to everybody. And now is the time when you know that you have um, folks in your neighborhood or your mm -hmm. community that don't have as much ability or um, freedom as you do, um, reach out to them. Reach out to folks who are homebound. If you know that a family is sick, bring food to them. I mean, check on your yes. neighbors. That's really, really important. Our seniors. Our seniors, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the really big reasons that we're trying to flatten the curve, as Dr. Sani said, mm -hmm. is because um, we're really concerned about our seniors in long-term care facilities yes. and skilled nursing facilities. The way that they're going to get introduced to this virus is either from visitors or mm -hmm. from staff. Mm -hmm. And that happens when it gets kind of broadly spread in our community, that's going to happen. And we're really, really wanting to be vigilant about that. Right. So if you have a loved one in a skilled nursing facility and you've been asked not to visit, I know it's really, really difficult, yeah. but know that you're doing the best thing for them. Um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm just, I need to share it. Yeah. So my mother has cancer. See, we just, she just got diagnosed Sorry a couple weeks that. ago. I am too. <laughs> and so... I'm supposed, she's supposed to have her first treatment next week. So I get it. Like, I can't go there because, you know, because of what's going on. I mean, I, who knows who I've come in contact with because obviously there's an incubation period that lasts for, I think, up to a couple of weeks. Is that correct? Is that right? The incubation period for the, the virus? Approximately two weeks? We think it's yeah, up to yeah, two, two weeks. Two okay. 14 days, yeah. So my point is, I get it. I totally understand where you're coming from because, um, we're not doing it for us. We're doing it for them. And there are some times when we, you know, we, we don't want to do certain things. Like one of the things that 
drives me nuts personally. I'm just is when I I'm reading, it's no big deal. We should be able to do whatever we want to do. That's a very dangerous, dangerous way to go because you may not be susceptible, but your grandparents or somebody who you work with or even somebody that you don't know that even, there's a lot of people that have underlying conditions that we don't know that they have them. So it's important that we get rid of that. I call it, I personally call it a dangerous way of thinking. And we start taking more responsibility, not just for ourselves, because one of the things that we've been talking about quite a bit online is we don't want to scare anybody this is nobody nobody needs to be scared and don't panic don't be scared just be prepared and understand and be part of the solution is kind of where you know my thought on this matter i wanted to add one little bit of nerdy data Mm -hmm. um that is it's kind of evidence as to why it's so important to do this Mm -hmm. so there have been a lot of studies on the 1918 pandemic Mm -hmm. And that came in different kinds of waves. So you could look at the first wave, Mm -hmm. you could look at the second wave. Data from the first wave shows that those communities who instituted really aggressive social distancing very early, Mm -hmm. at the end of the first wave compared to those who didn't, had more than 25% less of a death rate. So that's what we're shooting for. And uh, Dr. Sani mentioned earlier that, um, you know, about people coming into health facilities and fewer deaths. It's absolutely true. When our health facilities are full, mm-hmm. people aren't able to access the level of care that they need. That's right. when they could pass away at home because mm-hmm. they don't have the care that they need. Yeah, excellent. And if I could add, I mean, there are communities throughout the world that are getting to the other side of this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what we're instituting right now is a community as you said, will help keep our our mortality rate a lot lower. Yes. It's going to protect those that you love that are elder in our community or, or at risk. And I got this wonderful, if it's okay if I read something. Please do, yeah. please. So um, there's a, a student from uh, Seattle, Cameron Bellum, and, and someone sent this to me today. Um, it's a prayer for a pandemic. And I, these words were, I think, just spot on when you're talking about kindness. May we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those who are most vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working from home remember those who must choose between preserving their health or making their rent. May we who have the flexibility to care for our children when their schools close remember those who have no options. May we have, may we have to cancel our trips remember those that have no, no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin in the stock market remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle for quarantine at home remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love. During this time when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other, mm-hmm. let us find ways to lovingly embrace God and our neighbors. Yeah. And I, I just loved those yeah, words definitely. because that's really, you're thinking about this. What we're talking about today is preservation of our community. Absolutely. Not, you know, it's not just about you or your child. It's about everyone else who's out there, a neighbor, someone else who's sick, you know, your mom yeah. who may be at Absolutely. risk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I would love for you to send that to me. That, I'll send that, that's it. amazing. That's beautiful. Um, stockpiling. People are going nuts right now. There's a lot of things that you can't, you can no longer buy at the store right now. Your thoughts, Derek? Um, so, uh, <laughs> how many rolls of toilet paper do we really need at home? Right. I mean, there, there, there's kind of some silly things going on. But I will tell you. Um, you know, one, for one thing, I've had a question about, is our water supply safe? Yes. So um, I had a concerned citizen reach out to me yesterday, and we talked with the uh, director of our water department, and, and the water department, well, your water's going to keep running. 
You don't have any worries about that. It's treated. Our, our plants, the taps will stay open. Um, but should you be prepared for an earthquake? Absolutely, you should have a little extra water at home, but you don't need, um, this isn't, this, this outbreak is not going to impact your water supply. So, you know, um, there are still shipments coming into all our stores, but people are clearing out the shelves unnecessarily. The moment they arrive. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. and, and so um, you should have um, stuff set aside, but only what you need for your family. You don't need six months of supplies. This yes. isn't a, um, this, the reaction by stockpiling does not serve you good. But I will say, you know, if you have, a, if you have medications that you need and you, and you can afford to go get your supply so you mm -hmm. have them at hand, yes. that's great. You know, do that. Do what you need to take care of yourself, but, but don't, don't tax the whole system. It's not yeah. necessary. Would you guys agree with that mm -hmm. advice? Yeah. I just realized that the stockpiling in, is, is somewhat happening because people are panicked. Correct. Right? So we have to acknowledge that, the panic again, the panic, and now we have to combat the panic with education. Education. And we have to realize, um, well, why, are, why is everyone going out and buying toilet paper? There's yeah. not really a good reason for that. We've been, we've been through crisis before. Yeah. You know, our nation has, our area has, I mean, we had the, with the great earthquake, we've been through, I mean, there was various different ones uh, that have that have come to fruition through the years and through the decades. It's real just common sense, and it's real just, just being a part of the solution is what I'm reading. Am I reading that correctly? You are, and I, and I remember uh, in the days after 9-11 going to the airport. Yes. And everyone was really quiet. They're looking over their shoulders. There's a lot of fear in our country at that particular moment. And because um, you don't know what's next and you're scared. But as a country, we got through that moment and we'll get through this moment too. Um, when uh, we walked into a store the other day, I felt that same fear in, in people around me. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you all here today to, to help calm people down because, you know, we're going to get through this moment. It's not as, as scary as it may seem. It's more, you know, schools are not shut down because everyone's going to die. Schools are shut down just to help not spread this virus so fast and so quick that our elderly are going to be at risk is really the under That's what right. we need to underscore. Yeah. So it's like, let's just all get together as a community, slow this down, try to be kind, compassionate, and loving towards each other through this, and realize that, you know, you're going to get to that post-9-11, that post Yes. coronavirus world when yep. we you know in the future uh, and hopefully it's in the near future we're going to have a vaccine for this virus uh -huh. we're going to have treatment for it mm -hmm. and it will be something that that'll be like oh that's just that's just oh this year you know we have flu and we have covid and we have the that's just going to be part of what the future will look like but you'll get treated for it and you're going to mm -hmm. be fine mm -hmm. and right now it's just trying to slow that virus spread so we can get that treatment ready for people. We're correct? just being socially responsible. Uh, socially responsible is the word. Social yeah. That's what we're doing. And yeah, and, and that's exactly what, what's going on right here. So a couple more things I wanted to touch base on, and I'm really appreciative of a lot of these companies in Silicon Valley who are letting their employees work from home, they're offering services. You were talking about Google's offering conference yeah. services. and So, so uh, a lot of companies right now, Google included, um, th they're doing free meetup services. So they're, they're uh, what was, a, I think, a pretty expensive service yeah. is now completely free. You can have all your corporate meetings live with a meetup program. And I think most companies are now doing this. So, um, you know, online classes, we're going to see that coming for our schools, hopefully, during mm -hmm. this. We're going to see if, if that's available and a resource that kids can get. Um, but, but just for one-on-one -on -one interaction and use, you know, we all, not, not everyone, but most of us have a, either an iPhone or a, mm -hmm. a, 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 a smartphone in their pocket. 
you can use that to FaceTime with people to get that social interaction. And as a family, you can still go out and, and take a walk. Uh, you know, you can be outside in the sunshine, you can walk your dog, you don't have to be fearful of leaving your house. You're not shut in and you're with, you can be with your family. Go, I mean, do these things together because that will give you that um, mental peace of mind. It'll relieve that anxiety, let you focus on something other than you. Nothing, nothing has changed in this world in the last week in terms of what a beautiful place we live in. Take advantage of it and, and just know that um, you're just trying to change your habits a little bit and wash your hands and do those little things that, that really help. So. And we should be doing that anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things is, one of the things that's going to come out of this is you're going to have a good segment of the population that it may forever affect how they sanitize, you know, how they wash your hands, how, how more often they do. I know it's really raised a huge level of awareness in our family. We got two little kids. Uh, a couple cats, and and uh, my wife says I'm the biggest germaphobe because you know I'm always. But it'll change the way I believe we see things from this point forward for a lot of people, and then for a lot of people it's probably going to go back to business as usual, right? But I think it'll have some type of an effect, and I think people will pay more attention um, to you know the importance of just staying clean and practicing better habits, like. We were talking about earlier, don't touch your face. I just touched my face right now, believe me. When I did that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. But you know, it's even really that, hard not to. Yeah, it's hard not to, yeah. Especially when you got this face here, you know, right now. I'm just kidding. But the fact is that it's like even shaking hands. I mean, yeah. you, they're not doing that anymore. It's, it's you know, it's this. I'm a politician, that's really hard. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? yeah, exactly. But you know, it, it's just exercising common sense. Right. They say that right. your palm, and you, you, Dr. Dr. Son, you could tell me your palm is one of <laughs> your dirtiest or most, you know, piece of your body that have the most germs. Is that correct? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Shaking hands, you shake somebody's hand, you're just given a, a, a trillion different types of germs. So those are things that we need to be more conscious of. And I get the feeling that right now it's kind of still new to a lot of people. But as time goes on, more people will appreciate you being that way. Right. And they'll start reciprocating it back. There's, there's always going to be a silver lining of yep. every difficult thing we go through. Yeah, and, and you got to look for it. You and look and for I don't it. know if you had a chance. Um, I really liked the mayor's message. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he related how um, his family went through the polio epidemic. Mm-hmm. And his brother got polio. And, um, and the whole world was in a panic at the time around that. Yes. And um, he, at one point his fever spiked. Mm-hmm. And they thought he had it, and he broke out into measles, and that was like a blessing that he right. had measles. Um, but things changed for a short period of time in our country, and yeah. and we now, as a population, can't really even remember that. Right. Uh, and he said that's where the um, phrase from England came, um, you know, "Stay calm, carry on." Mm-hmm. Right? That yes. is yes, yes. that is keep calm, carry on. That was kind of it's kind of what we need to be thinking now, except just change your habits yeah. a little bit, but keep calm. Any closing messages that you want to give, uh, Mimi, any, anything you want to cl- close with? Um, I think I would just remind each other the things that we've all been talking about. Mm-hmm. Be socially responsible. We know that these, um, the social distancing that we're asking everybody to uh-huh. do is difficult and it's challenging, uh-huh. but everyone can do their part. We all have the power within us to be kind to each other, right. to help protect our community, and wash your hands as often as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Dr. Um, just keep in mind that many of us, maybe most of us, will be getting this at some point. Um, remember, it's going to be mostly a cold, like a cold-like symptom. Mm-hmm. 
um, or cold-like syndrome, um, and that most of us are going to just be fine, mm -hmm. just be absolutely fine. So it's not anything that you need to run to the doctor's office for. In fact, please don't come to the doctor's yeah. office. Yeah. Um, please don't come to the urgent care if, uh, unless you're in a high-risk group, uh, unless you're having, mm -hmm. again, the serious, the serious symptoms we talked about, like right. shortness of breath, um, difficulty breathing, uh, chest pain, uh, lethargy, and mm -hmm. so on. Those really uh, important things that we do want to see you for. Right. But for everyone else, please just stay home um, and try not to infect other people. That is probably the biggest thing. We just don't want to overwhelm our healthcare system right now if we don't need mm -hmm. to be seen. You have to really ask yourself if it's going to be useful to go in or not mm -hmm. go in. Um, and don't, yeah, uh, anxiety, decrease the anxiety um, by education. And, uh, and again, realizing that we're, most of us are going to be just fine. Absolutely. Anything you want to close off with, Derek? I do. I just want to say, um, I think, you know, walking out of this, you want to take away um, how important kindness is in the community right now for those that, that will need your compassion. And secondly, um, use the links that we're providing. Uh, bookmark uh, the link from County Health. They're working with our state and federal government to provide the most up-to-date information to everyone. So if you read something on a blog, um, don't necessarily believe it's true. Refer back to the county education that's going out. You're going to hear daily, you know, what's going on in our community. So trust that information coming um, from the county. I certainly do. My family does and everyone around me that I would tell, I would say go to that information because that's where you're going to be educated and get the most update, including doctors are using that resource, um, mm -hmm. government officials, and so I would, I would encourage you to as well. Absolutely. So I had no idea that everything you see on Facebook is not true. I didn't know that. <laughs> but I'm with you, Derek. I mean, everybody needs to rely on reliable sources. Really appreciative of that website you're talking about. We're going to have that link. Um, just arm yourself with knowledge. Um, learn the symptoms as they're sharing right here. And there's going to be a possibility, a probability, we may have somebody with the virus now or in the future in our neighborhood. And don't be scared. It's, you don't need to panic. If you continue to exercise, you know, proper caution, proper care towards yourself and others, you know, we're all going to get through this. We are going to get through this. And um, I, I just love the fact that people are asking the questions because that's how we all get to learn. And um, I believe that we have to continue to be a part of the solution. And, you know, pardon me for saying, but let's not be ignorant and say, it's no big deal. It's not going to affect me. It's not always just about us. It's about everyone around us. Derek touch base, everybody touch base on the kindness portion. Very true. We have a responsibility, not just to ourselves, but to others. That's why we open the door for people when they're behind us and they're coming into a coffee shop. That's why we, you know, that's why we care about others. This is another thing that we need to really be cognizant about and just exercise um, common sense and good hygiene practices and sanitary practices. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Learn all you need to know from all the right people. I am so grateful to the three of you for being here today, especially because I know how busy they are right now, especially right now. So you, I can't begin to tell you, and I can tell you that the community and everyone who's watching this video is, it can just, if they could put, if there was a 1000 like button on Facebook, they'd probably push it because we appreciate it. So thank you to the three of you for being here today. And um, we'll put your, we'll put your links on there. And uh, anything else you want to close with before we end the program here? 
just extreme appreciation because the more people that have yes. access to information, the better. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, folks, thanks for watching this program. Hope you found it useful. And, you know, click on these links. All of a sudden, the post also, we're going to have the links where you can go and get information. Not all sources, like Derek said, not all sources that are out there on the internet are accurate information rely on the reliable sources, um, you know, like the county is putting together. So thank you all for watching. Again, thank the three of you for being here. Wishing you a safe and happy day.